0: Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 201 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about living on a fixed income in retirement. Now, uh, a lot of retirees, they get to this place where they have the same amount of money coming in every single month that they have to live on. The only problem with that is is that the cost of living does not stay the same over time uh, and it can really leave you in a pinch if you are already running a tight budget. So we're going to talk about several tips as to how to live on a fixed income and ways in which fixed income can be created for you to live on in retirement. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that's specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdillon.com, Click on the work with Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So a big buzzword in financial markets right now is inflation. And inflation is something that, I mean, it's a, it's an old, old, old economic topic, right? It's something that uh, has been talked about all the time for many years. Uh, something that's been taught on in, uh, business schools it has been taught on in economics classes and it's just important to understand what inflation can do to your money, right? Because what inflation is, is simply uh, the rise in prices over time, right? The increase of the prices of goods and services over time. Now, quite obviously as the prices of goods and services rise, but the amount of money that you make stays the same, then you are going to be able to purchase less goods and services with the money that you have. Right? Which is the whole idea of today's episode. And I uh, really nailed it down to retirement. And I'm just saying, you know, in retirement because a lot of retirees live on fixed incomes. Okay. And so if you live on a fixed income, it doesn't have to just be in retirement. These uh, tips should work for anyone. It should work for anyone at any point in time. Uh, And it's ways that you can live on a fixed income, even when something like inflation kicks in. Because right now, the big worry about inflation is the fact that coming out of the coronavirus pandemic, so much money has been pumped into financial markets uh, and the prices of all types of assets are going up, 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 up right Uh, if you've tried to buy a home anytime recently uh, the prices of homes have been skyrocketing the prices of materials to build homes has been skyrocketing Uh, and then all different times if you've gone to the grocery store lately I, i i can tell you from personal experience the the cost of the same goods seems to be creeping upward seems to be going up just a little bit more maybe i eat too much i don't know but i think the cost of goods and services are increasing right now and we'll continue to see this into the future and this is inflationary right this is going to devalue your money Right? If you've ever heard somebody say it's going to uh, you know, devalue the currency or it's going to weaken the dollar. Well, the dollar is weaker when the dollar can buy less goods and services relative to uh, other currencies. Okay? So if inflation rises, then you're going to be able to buy less with what you make. Okay, And if what you make is fixed, if what you make is not adjusted for the cost of living, it's not adjusted for inflation, then your real purchasing power is going to decline uh, as you move into that space where the cost of things is higher. Because with the exact same amount of money, if things cost more and you're still going to buy the same things, then you're going to be able to buy either less of the same things or you're going to have less money left over after buying those same things uh, than you did previously, okay? Now, how does fixed income come about in retirement? Well, many, many ways, okay, but we're just going to stick to a few. Uh, First off, if you have a pension, and I'm gonna be talking about pensions in tomorrow's episode, uh, but a lot of pensions are fixed payments. Now, some pensions have a cost of living adjustment on them, but those cost of living adjustments rarely uh, adjust in a major way. They, they tend to have a you know 3% cost of living adjustment, uh, which is perfectly fine for most years, but if you have some hyperinflationary period, uh, which many argue we might have a higher inflation period uh, here in the near future, right? if you have a high inflation period, then it's not going to adjust enough. Uh, but some pensions have no adjustment for the cost of living. They're just, you're gonna receive this much per month over this amount of time or you know, for the rest of your life in retirement. And in receiving that much, right, the costs of goods are just naturally going to go up over time. And if you are living on a fixed amount of money, You're going to have to figure out how to do that, which is why I wanted to talk about this particular topic in today's episode. But that's just one way that you can have a fixed income. Another way that you could have a fixed income is if you have uh, an investment portfolio, and that investment portfolio has bonds in it that are creating income for you. Because bonds are known as fixed income securities. And what that means is you invest in a bond, and typically what happens is it will pay a fixed amount of interest, uh, every time it pays interest, typically semi-annually with most bonds, right? It will pay a fixed amount of interest every time it pays interest, okay? So that's going to be a fixed income to the investor, to you as the investor, okay? And so if you're living off of bond income, then you are living off of a fixed amount of income. Uh, in a similar way, uh, as with bonds, if you're investing in dividend-paying stocks or preferred stocks that pay dividends, Right? then that is also another way that you can have a fixed income because if you're just going to receive whatever income is coming from a particular company's dividends, if that company does not grow their dividends over time, uh, then you're just going to receive the same dividends. Now, a lot of companies do grow their dividends and so this isn't true fixed income, uh, but the rate at which they grow their dividends is not Uh, necessarily connected to the cost of living so that can turn out to be an issue for you uh, if you're living on dividend income and uh, the growth of those dividends does not match up with the increases in the cost of living over time then also a lot of people in retirement live off of annuities and income annuities and annuities are just you know they, they are these financial products these actually life insurance products right where they will pay you systematic payouts Uh, over time, and those payouts are fixed. Those payouts are uh, typically the exact same payment every single time, especially if we're talking from a fixed income point of view. Now, uh, obviously, you can have annuities that are invested uh, and that can grow for you and that can adjust the amount of money that you take off of that annuity, but annuities were initially made to pay you uh, a fixed amount over time right? They're going to pay you some fixed income in retirement, and uh, that's going to be money that you can live off of, okay? So living off of annuities can also be problematic, right? Then let's say you own rental properties, okay? And you have uh, you know rents that you're bringing in off of those rental properties, and you want to live in retirement off of those rents. Well, if you aren't increasing those rents to keep up with the cost of living over time, which I think you absolutely uh, should be doing that, right? The the cost of rent should be adjusted for the cost of living, okay? But if you're not increasing rents over time, then that can be uh, more of a fixed income for you. You're not going to make more and more uh, return over time. And especially uh, if you are uh, investing in rental real estate where there is some type of rent control, Uh, then that can be problematic to you as well and can leave you in a fixed income type of situation. And then there are other things that people invest in that can provide fixed income certificates of deposit. We've talked about those before and how they pay a fixed rate of interest. Treasury inflation protected securities are offered by the government and they pay you an agreed upon rate. So they're just another type of treasury bond, but they are adjusted for inflation. So at least uh, that's there, but there are all these different types of ways that you can be getting a fixed income right? And if you're still working, right? You may be making a fixed income. You may be looking around going, I haven't gotten a pay raise in years or I haven't gotten, you know, anything substantial in the way of a pay raise in a long, long, long time. Okay? And I haven't gotten uh, an adjustment for the cost of living. If there's going to be inflation, then, you know, how am I going to keep up? And you may see in your own life in your own budget that the cost of goods is rising to a point where it's getting tighter and tighter on your budget to where you're either uh, not purchasing things that you would have purchased before, or uh, you are left with less at the end of the month uh, when it comes down to it. Okay. But I want to focus on retirees specifically. And a lot of these things will overlap with individuals uh, if you are living on some type of fixed income, right? But these are several tips for how you can live on a fixed income. The first of the tips is the simplest. Okay. And it is you must, track your expenses. You must budget. You must budget aggressively. Okay, you must know exactly where your income's coming from and you must know exactly what you're spending money on every single month. Now, for a lot of people, there aren't huge nest eggs set aside. Okay, if you have a huge nest egg and you just happen to be living off of fixed income securities, Right? Yeah, you're going to have to do a lot of these things, but uh, you may have uh, quite the cushion there to do some uh, extracurricular things that your uh, counterparts who live on tighter budgets or tighter incomes uh, would be able to do. But nonetheless, you need to track your expenses. Okay, but especially if you're somebody who's just living off of a pension or you're living off of a pension and Social Security. Social Security is something I didn't touch on a moment ago, but Social Security does have a cost of living adjustment. But what if the cost of living rises at a faster rate than that cost of living adjustment? Then you can be up a creek without a paddle, okay? Uh, So it's important if you're living on just pension, bond income off of a small portfolio, Social Security, things like that, right? You have to know where your money's going because. If you let your expenses creep up on you and you're still living on the same amount of money then that budget's going to get tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter and you know where that leaves you? That leaves you more likely to go into debt for something. Right? Because if you're, you know, if your expenses are creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, creeping up, right? That's less money that you can have set aside for things that you need to purchase in cash. Right? Because we know over time somebody's going to need to buy a new car, right? And if you're uh, just beginning retirement and you've got, you know, an older car already and you know you're going to need one at some point and you're trying Trying to save for it, but your expenses are creeping up to uh, the point of that fixed income that you have. How are you going to save up for that car that you need? You're not going to be able to, okay? And so, what do people do? They'll go into debt for whatever car uh, that they need, or they'll do other things on debt, right? They'll build credit card uh, debt because they want to keep purchasing the same things, and yet their income has not moved. Right? They're trying to purchase more and more, but their income is not more and more. So you must track your expenses. You must be very diligent about creating a unique monthly budget, knowing where your money is going, giving each dollar a name, Right, knowing where all of that fixed income is going to go, and mapping out exactly when that fixed income is going to come in. Because with a lot of bonds and dividend-paying stocks and things of the like, you're not getting paid every single month. Right? You may be getting paid semi-annually or quarterly or something of the like. And so you have to be able to map out your income and not just blow all that you make. Right, If you make uh, you know, this dividend income and it only comes in quarterly right, and you go and spend it all in the next month, well, you've got two more months where that dividend income doesn't even play into uh, your budget. so you can't just blow all of the income that you make if it is not on a monthly basis right Uh, but we have to know what's coming in when it's coming in and we have to be able to know when things are going out okay so track those expenses keep really uh, good detailed records right and this leads us to kind of my next thought my next tip here is that means you have to live below your means if you're living on a fixed income you still have to live below your means and again, this is going to be a big disparity between those who are just on uh, you know, Social Security and some modest pension and those who have really big nest eggs and are making fixed income off of those big nest eggs. It's going to be real, real different here uh, in what I'm about to say, because, uh, yes, both of you need to live below your means. But living below your means is going to look very, very differently between those two. All that I mean by living below your means Is live on less than that fixed income is creating you because the one individual that uh, has quite the nest egg and has plenty of margin, right? They're gonna be able to uh, live below their means and that be super duper comfortable, right? But for somebody who uh, is living on pension and social security income that's very, very modest, right? uh, Living below your means is gonna be tighter than uh, the individual who has uh, the very nice nest egg, okay? But nonetheless, both individuals in living on a fixed income you have to live below your means because as the prices of goods increase if you're still living on that fixed income right then your budget's going to get tighter and tighter so you already have to have some margin created you have to have margin in mind when creating your budget and know that you need x amount of margin forecast out right if you know the cost of goods is going to increase by this much per year am i still going to be able to live 15 years from now 20 years from now whatever it may be you need to be able to do those calculations on your own when you are setting your budget up but make sure that you leave margin for yourself and live below your means live below the amount of fixed income that you're actually bringing in now another tip and this tip is before you even enter retirement get rid of your debt okay we cannot be in retirement and have a bunch of debt weighing on our income when our income is fixed anyway, okay? We wanna be able to keep as much margin in our budget as possible, and the best way to do that is to have as few expenses as possible. And for a lot of people, they go into retirement, they still have debt, they still have car payments, they still may have student loans lagging around, they may have some credit card debt, they may have some medical bills they need to pay, Uh, all these different types of things, right? Uh, They may still have their home, Right now, I know this is something that I uh, put on a different pedestal than just your other debts. Right. I say uh, you should pay off all your consumer debts in the fourth part of the financial action plan and then wait until the seventh part to be paying off your home and paying it off early. Right. But if you don't pay your home off by retirement, you're in retirement with your largest expense. Right? We want to be able to get rid of our largest expense by the time we retire. And if we're able to do this, then that's going to create more and more margin in our budget. It's going to allow us to live below our means, even if and especially if we are living on some type of uh, modest income, even if it's you know just a pension or just Social Security or just whatever it is. If you don't have a house payment, it's going to be far more likely that you can live on that uh, lower amount of fixed income uh, than not, right? So getting rid of debt is absolutely vital. Now, even more vital than getting out of debt to be able to live in retirement, because a lot of people go into retirement and they've still got debt and whatever, right? But even bigger than that is staying away from debt once you are in retirement, right? Because if, you go into retirement and let's say you've still got some debt, you know, hanging around and, uh, you know, you end up paying off a car. Okay. Well that creates a little more margin in your budget, but then what happens? You go out and you buy another car and you finance another car, right? You go and finance that car. Well, let's say it's, you know, the you know same number of years old as the car that you had purchased previously with the same number of miles, as the car that you'd purchased previously, right? And you look and you go, Oh, well, this car costs more. It costs more than you than when you bought that other car way back when, right? Now uh, this type of car is going to cost more money, okay? And so you are going to be spending more in the way of debt payments than you were previously, uh, and you're going to be bogged down with debt in retirement. It's going to be eating away at that fixed income that you have, and that's that's what we don't want. We don't want our fixed income to get eaten at by uh, debts, by things where we're just throwing money away. That money is of no use to us. Uh, because we're just throwing it into a bottomless pit okay so be out of debt stay out of debt plan for large purchases in retirement save up for large purchases in retirement have that emergency fund in place and maybe even buff your emergency fund up a little bit when you go into retirement Uh, and so if anything were to happen and you need to you know drop 10 dollars on something then you can do that without having to go into debt Okay, because if you're living on a modest income, then it's far more tempting to go into debt for something that is larger. Especially if you don't have an emergency fund. If you don't have an emergency fund, you may not have any choice but to go into debt. Uh, but even if you have an emergency fund, right, and you have a very modest income, you may be very, very tempted to go into debt for something because you may think, oh, well, I can't afford that. But if you buff up your emergency fund a little bit, make it a little more comfortable uh, to pay for whatever you need to pay for, uh, then it can take care of that issue for you. But have to pay off your debt. Stay out of debt, stay out of debt, stay out of debt, because it's only going to eat away at your expenses over time. If you're somebody who's lived in debt your entire working life, and you know, you've know you not found it to be a big issue, but now you're gonna live on some modest fixed income in retirement, listen to me. You can't do it anymore. Okay. You have to get out of debt because it's going to make all the difference over time uh, because you need to create as much margin as possible in that budget. And margin is going to come from having less expenses because your income is obviously not going to be much higher because it is a fixed income. So we need to decrease expenses to go along with the fixed income to create margin, to create Uh, a space where we can uh, go about living a comfortable retirement life, because that's what I want for you. I want you to be able to live a retirement life that is comfortable, okay? And you can't live comfortably if your expenses are knocking up against your income all the time or exceeding your income in some cases, right? You cannot live comfortably if you're doing that. And especially as the cost of goods and services rise over time, you're really not gonna be able to do that. So I really want you to keep these things in mind uh, and be very diligent about your budgeting process as you go into retirement with a fixed income. Now another tip for retirement uh, and for living on a fixed income is consider moving for tax savings, okay? Because your income is most likely lower than it was before retirement. Okay. For a lot of people, this is true. Your taxable income tends to decrease in retirement. Even if you're bringing in the same amount, you know, uh, only a certain percentage of social security is going to be taxable. If you're pulling money off of a Roth IRA, uh, that money is going to be tax free. You're going to have different tax treatments in retirement and it's likely that you're going to pay less in taxes. Okay. You're going to have less taxable income. Okay, So if you're looking for additional tax savings, it's good to know that some states are more retirement friendly than others. That's why you see a lot of people move to Arizona and Florida uh, every single year when they retire. And you, see, you go to Arizona or Florida, you see a bunch of old people playing golf. And nothing against the old people playing golf, because I'm sure I'll be one one day. But uh, that is uh, why you see that occurring, because of the tax advantages. There are currently nine states that do not charge income tax. And there are another 37 that don't tax Social Security benefits at all. Okay, And there are four states, Alaska, New Hampshire, Oregon, and Montana, that impose no sales tax. So all of these things can be very, very beneficial to you as a retiree because if there's no income tax, state income tax, that's less taxes you're going to have to pay on the money that you're taking off your nest egg. right? If you have traditional IRAs and you're taking money off that you're going to have to pay income tax on, well, guess what? You're not going to have to pay income tax to the individual state because... They don't require you to do so, right? If you're bringing in social security, there's a bunch of states, they're not gonna tax that social security benefit that you have, which can be beneficial to you, right? And then there are those other states that have no sales tax. Well, that's going to decrease your cost of living. your the cost of your expenses as you go out and buy things and purchase things over time. There will be no sales tax, therefore leaving you with more margin in your budget. So moving for tax savings can be very useful. I know that a lot of people get stuck in their ways. They wanna live in this one place and they like where they're living and all these tax- Of things, but if where you're living is not very tax friendly and you're going to live on a fixed income, especially a modest fixed income, right, you may think about having this one time moving expense and moving to somewhere where it's going to be more advantageous for you to live there uh, and pay less in the way of taxes and maybe substantially less in the way of taxes uh, and it can create more margin in your budget, okay, to kind of go along with that, right, you may want to downsize to a smaller place, like even if you have a good amount of money, downsizing to a smaller place is not always a bad idea in retirement because uh, your willingness to take care of wherever you're living is going to go down and down and down. Over time, especially as you age okay and your willingness to uh, you know clean a big house when you know it's only you and your spouse or it's only you uh, is going to go down so if you're still living in the family home now may be the right time to sell and move to a smaller less expensive place doing so often gives you money to invest and save uh, and a smaller home will cost less to run by selling uh, you may also lower your property taxes or have to pay none at all uh, if you choose to rent okay so All that I'm saying here is that if you downsize, right, there's a couple advantages that may come into play, okay? If you've already got a paid-off home and you downsize to something smaller, a.k.a. cheaper, right, Uh, then what you'll end up doing is you'll end up making money because you'll sell your house and then you'll buy the other one in cash. We're not taking out any more loans. Again, stay away from debt as you're going into retirement with a fixed income. Okay, So we will uh, take the equity out of that home when we sell it. Right? All of that equity that we have, we're going to pay for the new home in cash and then have a bunch of money sitting aside that we can either add to our nest egg or put in our emergency fund or savings or pay for something that we need or whatever it may be. Okay, So you're going to have more money to do that. Now, even if your home is not completely paid off, okay, but let's say you're kind of pushing towards that place. So let's say you've got like 60% of it paid off or 70% of it paid off, uh, then downsizing can get you much, much closer to having a paid off home in retirement. Uh, and allow you to uh, live a more uh, free life on a fixed income, okay, because a big house can just be a drain. It can be a drain on your money in retirement, Uh, and for those of you who don't have a lot of money in retirement, no, no shame, no hate, but I know this is The realistic situation for a lot of people. And if you don't have a lot of money in retirement, uh, then I want to help you to get to a place where you can retire comfortably. And it may mean moving out of the family home and moving into something much smaller. There are all these little, like, patio homes and townhomes and things that you can buy, you can purchase. You don't have to pay rent. You can actually purchase them, right? And own that home, right? But it's smaller, it's easier to live in, and it's more friendly to uh, an older community, okay? So downsizing can be. Uh, A really really good idea when it comes to living on a fixed income in retirement okay now another tip for living on a fixed income is you must start early okay you must start early in determining what you may need you're gonna have to start early in determining where your income is going to come from you have to start early in determining what your expenses are going to be because once you make that jump once you make that jump into retirement uh, then it's no holds barred. You're going to have to live on what you make, right? Live on that fixed income and pay your expenses, and try to find uh, the margin. Try to find the difference there. It may take you some time to do this. It may take you some time to plan this out. It's it might not be perfect, right? But you want it to be as perfect as possible and as precise as you can make it, because the more precise you can make it, uh, the better likelihood you have of actually being able to live on that fixed income in retirement it's it's very very likely that you can live on a fixed income if you have a plan that's one of the biggest things in finance that i talk to you guys about all of the time it's just having a plan just being intentional understanding that if you just sit down and write things out and think logically and uh, just live on less than you make then you can win right i've talked all the time about how living on less than you make uh, is the simplest thing i can say about personal finance if i just left it at that you could be successful Now, there's a bunch of nuances. There's a bunch of things uh, that I can help you to do otherwise. But if you just lived on less than you made, then you could be in a perfectly good position. But living on less than you make requires that you plan to live on less than you make, because otherwise, how are you going to know if you're living on less than you make or not? Right? You have to have a plan. And then you have to constantly reassess the plan, reassess the plan that you've made previously right if you make a plan and then uh, you're like okay I'm gonna retire in two years and I'm gonna have this this and this these are gonna be my expenses then you get in retirement and you realize that that's not the case then reassess make adjustments okay be willing to change be willing to do something different be willing to move out of a house and downsize right be willing to try to get out of debt be willing to drive a car that is a bit older and maybe a little less reliable uh, for a short period of time while you save up cash to purchase something so you don't go into debt, right? Be willing to make some sacrifices if you absolutely have to, because living on a fixed income in retirement is not always easy and in it not being easy, right? It's very, very simple to just give in and do the wrong things. Make sure that you're very diligent, very intentional and you have a plan for what you're doing. Okay. Then the last tip that I'll give about living on a fixed income in retirement is you don't have to live on a fixed income in retirement. Okay. Now, just because you've retired doesn't mean that you never have to do anything again. Find something that you actually enjoy. Create some type of side hustle that you can, you know, make things and sell things or, uh, you know, do some type of e-commerce or something that uh, you're really good at. Sell something, make something, whatever, right? Whatever it is that you can do uh, to create some income on the side, do that. Right? Do that and allow that money uh, to create more margin for you in your budget. Now, I will give you a heads up. Do not rely on that money. Do, do not rely on that side hustle income being there. Right, Still be able to live on your fixed income. But if you have the side hustle, if you have uh, the ability to make money on the side, then you don't have to constantly worry uh, about the cost of living and, and about pinching every penny. You still need to be budgeting, you still need to have a plan, uh, but what you can do is you can take that money and allow it to be your fun money, your extra money to do things with, to have fun with, uh, to create more margin in your budget with that money. And the more margin you have, the more things you can do and the more fun you can have. And you may really find a second passion in life or maybe a first passion if your first job or your you know the job you retired from is not your passion. Right? You may find a passion in life that you never thought you could. Try to find something that you're good at, something that is a fun hobby or something, and see if you can't turn it into a business. See if you can't turn it into something that creates cash flow for you. And if it can, uh, then that's a way that you can really combat the fixed income nature of the rest of uh, the money that you're bringing in. And you may even get to a place where you don't have to take money off uh, of the you know fixed income instruments that we talked about earlier. You may not have to take money off of your nest egg if you're making enough money in your side hustle. If your side hustle is really becoming something substantial, right? You may not have to take money off your investments. And that can be really, really beneficial because then your money can grow more over time and create a larger nest egg for you to where If you decide to give the side hustle up at some point or slow it down, then you can live off of what you have, and you'll actually have more to live off of at that point. Okay, All I'm saying here, it is extremely possible to live off of fixed income. Tons of people do, but you have to be smart about it, especially if... That fixed income is pretty tight relative to your expenses, especially if that fixed income is relatively modest. You're just getting some small pension and Social Security. You need to be very, very diligent about how you spend your money, where you spend your money and exactly what you do uh, every single month. You have to have a plan. You have to budget. You have to know where each dollar is going. Track those expenses. Be very, very intentional about your money. I know you can do it, right? You just have to decide that you are going to try because a lot of people get into retirement and they'll just be like, I just don't want to think about you know, money anymore. I don't want to try to keep up with uh, all the bills anymore and do all the, and, and they'll kind of, you know, mail it in, in retirement. And that's absolutely not the way to go. Stay diligent, stay smart, do only what you can afford to do. Uh, but for some people doing what you can afford to do can be absolutely a lot, right? But if it's not for you, then know uh, that you just need to have a plan. You need to have a budget and find a way uh, to have the income that you need to cover the expenses that you must have, and then create as much margin as you can and live on less than you make so thanks for watching this episode if you could go down below hit the big red subscribe button like this video leave me any feedback in the comments down below and i'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there if you're listening on apple or spotify podcast be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms follow me on social media at mno with dylan and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things i'm putting out in these long-form episodes on youtube and the podcast every single day and then if you need somebody to help you to create a financial plan that's specific to you and your family's needs and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term then i can do that just go to my website www www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about pensions and why they are dying and what you may need to do about it. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.